Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for February the 9th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so using the checks and balances brilliantly put in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. Rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, man. Last hour, killer show. Brian Russ, Kelly Finnegan, The Honest Money Report, talking about constitutional currency, gold and silver. We talked about the Twitter outage, leaving some people unable to tweet. We talked about shame. The Trump White House literally asked Twitter to shut down Chrissy Teigen. I think Chrissy Teigen's a whack job personally, but you know what? She has every right to her free speech, too. So I stand against the Donald and stand with Chrissy on that one. She has every right to say what she wants to. But by the way, the Louisiana rep, guy's name is Clay Higgins, told former Twitter executives to prepare to be arrested for alleged criminal interference into the 2020 elections during a House Oversight Committee hearing on Twitter censorship Wednesday. Higgins accused Twitter executives of working with the, quote, FBI to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story the month before the 2020 election in order to hide criminal evidence against the Biden family. And he warned the social media executives that after the investigation, arrests would be up next. Yeah, that'll be the next step. Wow. All I can tell you is good for him for telling the truth. Bottom line is the FBI helped the Biden crime family uh, is what Clay is saying. Those are some pretty bold words, folks. We also talked about Twitter uh, erupting because Jill Biden literally lip-locked in a passionate kiss with Doug, vice president's husband. I mean, this is just weird stuff, folks. Speaking of weird stuff, it gets even more weird when you think about the balloon that crossed the United States. It just floated way up there. The government seemed to think it was no big deal. Shame on them. I think it was criminal. But we've got to break this down. Nobody better to do that with us than Nan Sue, Epic Times reporter. TheEpicTimes.com. Nan, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hi. Good morning, Sam. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We also have Dr. Scott Bradley with us. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys uh, involving me in your conversation. I quite enjoyed when Nansu was there last time when we talked about uh, facial recognition and about social scores, and we tied it into what Utah's doing, and holy Hannah, everything comes home to roost. We've got a, a national scandal on our hands right now with uh, what's been allowed to happen with this uh, balloon 
and uh, our pocket got picked, I'm sure, extensively, and I'm really interested what Nansu has to say about this whole mess. Yep, we'll do it. We're going to talk about the balloon. We're going to talk about communist Chinese espionage, and eventually we're going to talk about the death toll. Uh, Nan, let's just kick it off with kind of my first question here. Um, I told everybody, look, I don't believe this is just a weather balloon. No big deal. I don't know why we let it cross the whole United States. But I want to just get into a Q&A on the Communist Chinese Party or CCP spy balloon uh, relating to Chinese espionage because no one knows more about it than you, sir. What the heck first is going on, Nan? Uh, well, well. First of all, let's talk about. Well, first of all, let's. Uh, I want to say, uh, Scott, really, you know, my pleasure uh, joining the discussion with you again. Um, now, first of all, I want to say the timeline. The timing uh, is very important. Uh, if you look at, I actually just published an article this morning. Uh, this spy bloom uh, it happened in such a sensitive time because it, it's. Uh, Blinken was supposed to visit Beijing on February the 5th, but he canceled his trip because of the balloon incident. Now, now uh, they found the balloon that's like uh, in the late January, like uh, uh, January 27, 28. Now, the time is very important because this is a, a group of a series of planned activities ever since December. For uh, Chinese Communist regime, they want to give you give a warning to Blinken before he goes to Beijing. Now, uh, the reason is being that the Blinken uh, he's going to Beijing. His trip was arranged by Blink uh, by uh, by Biden and Chairman Xi during their meeting uh, in uh, at the G20 summit in Indonesia in November. So, uh, you know, if you remember, the meeting between Biden and Chairman Xi was really focused on uh, peace and security of Taiwan. So Blinken was it's like uh, to visit Beijing. It's supposed to be the follow up to uh, cement the details, some sort of a peace agreement with Beijing uh, to to really make sure the peace at Taiwan Strait. So. And Chinese Communist Party planned a series of activities in, from December all the way to the end of January. And it's just to give uh, Blinken a warning that, uh, you know, uh, he needs to, if he wants to secure the peace at Taiwan Strait, United States government needs to pay a very high price because uh, just like what uh, Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning um, said on January the 30th, Taiwan is the number one red line of the regime. And Blinken not supposed to expect to pass the red line. So that's, that's you know, there's a lot of activities been going on ever since December. So they want basically uh the the, the message is you better stick with the one china policy and you better not tamper with taiwan or there's going to be serious serious trouble let's make sure that's off the table that's part of the espionage and part of the messaging going around the world that most folks might not relate to the balloon but directly relates to the balloon 
Uh, now, you're right. It's the first line in the sand. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to make a move like they did kind of on Hong Kong and say, hey, we're taking them back, and they're going to do that for Taiwan, Nan? Yeah, yeah. It's very important to Taiwan to them. Taiwan, you know, it's strategically important because once they control Taiwan, they will basically, with those man-made islands in South China Sea, they will be able to control the whole South China Sea. And then once they control the South China Sea, they will be able to do three things. Number one, they will control the lifeline of the Japan's economy because Japan's uh, island nation, uh, one third of its economy depends on trade and all of those trade going through South China Sea. And number two, you know, they will be able to hold the upper hand when it comes to the influence to the Southeast Asian nations. The 11, 11 nations in Southeast Asia right now is the number one trading partner as a group, a number one trading partner of China superseding EU and United States. And number three, once they control the South China Sea, then there will be nothing there to stop them to look further south to, th- to pose the threat to the, another important airline of the United States. That's Australia. Dr. Bradley? Well, uh, <laughs> this is uh, some, some information a lot of Americans maybe aren't completely conversant on these kind of things. Blinken being the Secretary of State, we ought to clarify that. This is a pretty high-level meeting. Uh, this is a stunning kind of thing that has happened. Uh, the idea of the South China Sea and trade, uh, you talk about the lifeline to, for Japan. Uh, Japan went to war in 1941. I mean, went to war with us anyway. They'd been in war for a number of years before that over trade issues. You look at the Southeast Asia connection and what goes there, and uh, there's a great deal of trade going on. A lot of people aren't aware that uh, Vietnam and China have had some acrimonious days <laughs> in years past, and uh, I, well, it's a long story, but... I spent some time 50-some years ago with uh, Chinese and Vietnamese mix on some things. Uh, uh, there, There is a real history here. But the thing that's r- rather interesting to me is that everything that uh, that China does is is in a plan. It's, uh, it's purposeful. I mean, you go back and read Sun Tzu and the Chinese brilliance in regards to the, uh, the arts of war. And uh, these kinds of... Uh, strategies and tactics are being laid and played all the time this is not a oh dang it did something just happen no 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 no. if it happened it was planned and so this whole balloon thing is is all woven into i think everything all the mix that's going on right now and at some point maybe we'll get into the fact that and I, i'm quite confident that uh, nan will have some very insightful thoughts about uh, the intelligence gathering that went on with this. And, uh, you know, again, my military experience goes back more, way more than 50 years. And, and you can kind of put that in a context. But when in my day, as your dad might say, we, uh, we had a... Hey, can you skip the break, um, please, Lizzie? Thank you. Go ahead, doctor. In my day, <laughs> um, we had some very... Mm, primitive technology compared to what we have now uh but there's there were uh, yeah you guys had enough technology to go to the moon back then we can't even do that now i'm with you that's right (laughs) that's that's the problem we used slide rules in my day 
But the fact of the matter is, <laughs> our our capture information. You look at what the NSA does to us now, and what this facial recognition and all these kind of social scores. We didn't have those kind of capabilities of building those draconian portfolios on people, but. We did have some military technology. We had some IFF kind of things we used for identifying friend and foe in the air. And we had, I was a ground radio guy, so I had some hand in some of these things. But, but the fact of the matter is that um, we captured what we could in those days. We had banks of reel-to-reel uh, -reel tapes that captured comm that was going on and things. My guess is that today, and, and I know this from how we do how the enemy does intelligence on us when we go into a, a battlefield area and we're squawking we you know that's where all our frequencies that are going out there the codes that we're using the uh, signaling that we do all that kind of stuff is captured we're giving away our intelligence our military intelligence every time we go into a, a you know with a, a middle eastern sandbox they're listening to what we're doing my guess is that we have the capability to hear what the satellite, well, it's not a satellite, a balloon, was squawking during the whole time, what it was signaling. We have to have captured that. And I've got a pretty good idea that it was not just sending back what the cloud cover was over Montana. And, and uh, the fact it went over some, some strategic areas, some military bases. In my day, even, there were some um, important... Uh, sub silo launch systems that were in that northern tier that uh, got crossed. So anyway, my guess is we have to have captured what they were really doing there, and I'll bet it's unassailable evidence that this was a spy effort, and uh, and it's asinine that we didn't shoot that thing down. Uh, I don't know. They should have done it over the Aleutians. They should have done it over Canada. They should have done it over the... The Eastern they had a lot of opportunity. There's no doubt. From what I understand, that balloon was satellite connected uh, as well. Uh, Nan, what do we know about the details of that? And what about the um, capturing of, of communications? Uh, do you think we caught that? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think we know from that? Yeah, well, uh, a defense department, they basically said there was an operation center in Hainan province. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an island, Hainan. It's an island uh, in the southern part of, of China, uh, well, between the mainland China and Taiwan. They say there's a, a Chinese military operation center over there, and that's really uh, trying, uh, that's really it's on military. top of all these balloons. Yeah, yeah, these balloon uh, uh, operations. Uh, so I, I, my idea is, I think uh, uh, you know our intelligence department should have known this a long time ago before they shoot it down. I was just wondering why they they, they didn't do it earlier. And also my idea was like a balloon. It's a very uh, a slow flying subject, you know, you don't have to shoot it down and then you try to recover it, right? You know, it's very hard to recover everything. It's my idea, original idea, the first time I heard the news, it's like, uh, is that any possible way that we can catch it instead of just shoot it down? So that, that well, was See, that's my, my take. I think we could have caught it. I think we could have dragged it down. Uh, and I think we could have dis uh, reverse engineered, disassembled the whole thing all the way from Sunday. The way we did it was absolutely stupid. 
You shoot it down over water. Who knows what you destroy? Who knows what you'll never be able to get when you do that? I mean, what we did was absolutely asinine stupid, Dr. Bradley. Well, you, I agree with every word that's being said. I mean, we have either the dumbest buffoons and baboons running things, or or this was, we were just afraid to take a step. I mean, and again, back in my day, when uh, we were under the Cheyenne Mountain Complex for a period of time in, in Colorado Springs, where we tracked these kinds of things, where we had communications in regards to friend or foe, where we had to make assessments about things. And some there were some bold people that sometimes said, we got to do this. And there were some bold actions taken. But no, we, we kind of wrung our hands and, oh, well, they said it's a weather balloon. Maybe we don't need to worry about this. I mean, you remember the balloons that Japan, you don't remember them, but the Japan sent and it killed six people in May of 1945. I mean, it's not like we haven't had some incidents. And if I think of these things, surely there's somebody in the senior management of the United no, States sir. that's thought these no, through, uh -uh. surely. You're, you're just ahead of them, doctor. That's all. <laughs> I see, it's insane. It. it doesn't stack up to reality at all. You're right, doctor. You're absolutely spot on. But I wonder, though, that cold freeze that went across went across the same time as the balloon went across. Could there be a weather weaponization device masquerading as just a, uh, you know, no big deal balloon kind of thing, but could it be weather warfare happening? Is that part of it? I don't know, but that cold streak in the balloon went at the same time. Coincidence or not? I don't know, but do you think there's weather warfare related to that, Nan? Yeah, I don't think it's a, well, to saying that's a weather balloon, that's just the BS, right? We know, we all know that. Uh, and it was interesting, they have been sending uh, this balloon to all over the world. Uh, I did a little uh, search here, just, just like two days ago, and I found everything uh, uh, 2002 that, there has been a discussion about using balloon to collect uh, intelligence on China's military uh, PLA uh, daily. That they have like uh, uh, it's a PLA daily. It's a, a PLA People's Liberation Army, the Chinese military. They have a daily daily newspaper in China. So we, I found uh, as early as in 2002, they already have. They openly talk about this. Their the 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 to talk about using balloon to collect intelligence. I think one of the advantage, advantages for using balloon is uh, a lot of people don't really pay much attention to it because uh, people think, oh, this is, uh, this is uh, probably just think about this is like for something like for weather or for leisure or for whatever the reason, not really, you know, thinking about that for intelligence. And also there is, a, there is a something that uh actually the balloons has a certain advantage you know because satellites it goes with certain speed it's especially when you have this low orbit uh satellites they have to keep the speed because otherwise they will come back to the come back to the earth uh for because of the gravity right so their speed it's it they have to keep the speed it's very fast so they can't stay there a balloon, once they fly over certain area, you know, they think they need to have the balloon stay there. It will stay there forever, you know, until they, 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 they feel they, they, the balloon need to leave, right? 
you know, yes, it's in fact, your point's well taken so much so, by the way, uh, that people don't really recognize them. They don't detect them. They don't really realize for the most part. Uh, the headline says the U.S. failed to detect past Chinese spy balloons over the United States. Now, my question is, is that possible? See, I don't believe that headline. I don't believe we just didn't detect them. We didn't really know. I believe this has been happening for a long time. They've been collect, collecting surveillance data on us with balloons for a long time. Now we find out there, there are multi-balloons all over the world right now doing this, and there has been. I don't think we failed to detect them. I think we just failed to report on the detection uh, of the balloons. Nan? Yes, it's interesting. I, I've been paying attention to, to the, in the last few days, all of our the top uh, elected officials to say they did you know the, uh, in the previous administration they say they have never heard of this they didn't read any report uh, about this about the balloon that invaded the united states so there's something going on there uh, we need to find out what's wrong uh, in our military intelligence or defense or whatever the the system that why all this important information did not reach to the to the to the top dr bradley oh i tell you if i'm laughing or i'm crying i don't know which it is i mean i i the, agree the, the, the thing that's that's amazing i mean there's so many things that we ought to be talking about you know balloons have been used in military uh applications clear back into the 1700s they've been used for reconnaissance clear back in the 1800s they had cameras they had telegraphs I mean, there are all th sorts of things they used for them. I mean, this is really primitive stuff. I know it's before my time even, but the fact of the matter is that, that they gave these this accurate, detailed reconnaissance. Now, Nan brings up an issue about low-orbit satellites, and there's a timing sequence with those things. Now, of course, I know there's more up there now than there was in my day, but the fact of the matter is that sometimes... Um, military movements and things are... You know, we know where they are and who's watching. You time military, well, let's just say a convoy, activities so that they aren't fully observed. With a balloon, as Nan points out, we just hang it up there and we let it sit around and we watch. I mean, there's not a, there's not a sequence of passage that, uh, you know, people get off the ground, if you will, or out of sight. When, when they know there's going to be eyes on them. Well, here's a balloon, an innocuous kind of thing. Again, it shouldn't be. It's been used for military purposes clear back since the 1700s. And, and the fact of the matter is you just kind of hang it up there and you watch and you watch and you watch. And, and it's interesting that, that nobody seems to care. I mean, you know, well, I know this is going to put a, a Twilight Zone woo-woo on it, but the fact of the matter is everybody says, oh, no, whatever you saw up there was just a weather balloon. Holy Hannah, that's the official report now about what was being said about this balloon. You know, and, the, and it's, no, it's not a UFO. It was an official weather, re, you know, whatever, a weather balloon that was up there. We use weather balloons for cover for everything. And the Chinese knew this. And it's just astonishing to me. You're Again, right. But, but let me ask this question, though. How do we keep the communist Chinese as our most favored nation trading partner? We don't. How do we, we should? How do we? I know, of course, but how do we do that? We then tell you that this weather balloon is no big deal. It's just a weather balloon. Don't worry about it. 
but yet we say TikTok is a threat when it's basically backed and created by a company, but really it's controlled by the Communist Party as well. And we say that's a national security threat. At the same time, we don't change anything. We just continue funneling our money to the Communist Chinese who turn it right into the military. We've literally built, quote, the enemy military with our own dollars. We're going to come back to the break, and I want Nan to be able to respond to that, Dr. Bradley. And then we'll turn it back over to you, too. i got a few things, as you might always say, too. All right. Hang (laughs) tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Nan Su, he's an Epic Times Chinese expert. We're talking about Q&A on the CCP, Communist Chinese Party, spy balloon, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're talking about espionage, to say the least, if not even more. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable, live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The ratings are out for President Biden's State of the Union address, and the number of viewers was the second smallest audience for the annual event in the last 30 years. Only 27 million watched. The number comes from Nielsen Ratings and was down 28% from last year's State of the Union. Senator John Fetterman, the Democrat from Pennsylvania, has been hospitalized in Washington, D.C. after he began feeling lightheaded during a retreat on Wednesday. Fetterman, who was hospitalized last May after having a stroke, was taken to George Washington University Hospital for tests. Initial tests did not show any evidence of a new stroke, the statement mentioned. Doctors were running more tests, and the senator remained in the hospital overnight for observations. The Middle East earthquake this week has been one of the worst in at least a decade, with more than 15,000 souls lost in Turkey and Syria. Desperation is starting to mount as cold weather and anger is mounting because it was taking so long for rescue crews with heavy machinery to arrive, the locals are saying. Dr. Julie Varghese, chief medical officer with America Cares, says help is on the way. We are sending urgently needed medicines, medical supplies, um, providing funding for healthcare uh, partners and providers to restore health services. The happiest place on earth is about to become very unhappy for some. See you real soon, but probably not at work as thousands of Disney employees are set to be laid off. Why? As part of a cost reduction plan, Disney CEO Bob Iger says the company's workforce is going to be reduced by 7,000 employees. Expect the layoffs to happen in the coming weeks and months. I'm John Schaefer. Today is National Pizza Day. No instructions necessary. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the employee retention credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. 
So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Nan Su, the Epic Times with us. Incredible Chinese correspondent, expert on the nation of China. And I'm saying, how do we be the nation's most favored trading partner of communist China? And then we say, hey, TikTok is a concern, but don't worry about the balloon. But we continue to put our money into the communist nation by billions every single month. They're just simply using that money to build their military apparatus. We are funding the enemy military. Uh, Nansu, what do you think of that? Well, I think it's just still, we still have, uh, until, you know, uh, just a few months ago, uh, I still seeing uh, some of the U.S. Ac- academics putting out articles saying, you know, China is a, competi- uh, it's a com- competitor and the competition with China is good for the future of the United States. Uh, you know, we just have to peacefully compete with them. Uh, that kind of uh, wishful thinking that's still going on, and it's been going on ever since uh, 2001, and when we allowed China to join WTO. Uh, you know, China growth its economy tenfold from 2001 when it joined WTO to 2021. So 20 years they grow tenfold. Uh, 20 years ago, you know, China's economy in back in 2001 just equal to today's Russia. So, uh, you know, so today's Russia, it's Russia's economy. It's probably, you know, it's it's actually less than one tenth of China's economy. If you if you rank all China, China has 31 uh, provincial level uh, administrative regions. If you rank Russia. By 2002's figure, that's like a, you know, number equal to number five or maybe number six, uh, you know, one of the one of the provincial GDP of China. So China, Russia is just one province economy of China now. So um, I don't know why we're doing that. Uh, it, it just you know, it just really helped grow our. Our enemy, you know, it's really making threats to the lifestyle of our future generation. I don't know. I, 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 I don't understand that kind of policy. Dr. Bradley, I, I know this is crazy, but I'm convinced this thing's not a spy balloon. I think it was a weather balloon. You look at that cold front that paralleled that, and you kind of then say, hey, even if it's gathering data on the weather, think about this. You put a balloon up. You get the weather, the wind speed, the details, you log it, you control it, you see if you can uh, do anything to change the weather through, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with HARP system, sure. you watch it, you track it. Eventually, the goal is to say, hey, back in World War II, they talked about balloons being, uh, you know, bombing balloons and this kind of stuff where they could drop either, um, you know, chemical war- war- warfare or they could um, eventually do kind of an EMP, drop some bombs and uh, blow some things up in the in the sky that'll do an EMP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I believe there might be gathering of data and this weather balloon stuff combined. I don't know that we dismiss the weather balloon statement, though. It sounds so simple, but maybe the communists are telling the truth. 
just not well, the whole truth there, Doctor. Well, I, I, I think that uh, we would be foolish to think it was not multifaceted. I mean, this has got a single purpose. We're going to take the temperature over Montana for two days, and then we're going to be gone. Oh, it's absurd. But then the military side of it with uh, any of the weapons applications in the future, the idea of going over sensitive military locations, I mean, all of this, it's a multifaceted intelligence-gathering effort, more than likely. But just for a moment, let's go back and talk about the economic theme, if we could. Uh, we have the best enemies money can buy. We always have done that. Whether it's we saved the Soviets in the 1930s with FDR's decision, we saved the Chiang Kai I mean, we destroyed Chiang Kai-shek's effort to keep China free and gave it to Mao, Chairman Mao, and I mean, after World War II, all of the all of the captured, surrendered Japanese armaments. I mean, we're talking not just small arms; we're talking tanks and artillery, all the munitions, everything else like that. Aircraft was handed over to Chairman Mao, and and, and that was done by George Marshall, who uh, you know he had been our chief of uh, staff for the army uh, all during World War II. And he had gotten in the way of Chiang Kai-shek's efforts. Uh, he had been kind of running interference for Mao through the whole World War II effort. After World War II, he became a special envoy to China where he handed all this material over uh, from the end of 1945 to 1947. It absolutely led to the communists taking over. And, and he was Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense. I mean, here's, here's the highest level mole perhaps that we've ever had. And so this is what happened to China. And then we have Reagan come along, most favored nation status, I believe it was 1986. All of this nonsense, all the money we're shoveling over there. We're not shoveling it over there. We're shipping it over there as fast as we can in ships, I swear. Uh, all the empty containerized things that come over are probably filled with money when they go back. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is they're not just putting in the military, which is a big, 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 big part of it. But they're buying up the United States. They're buying our land. They're getting beachheads in the United States with all that cash we're shipping to them. Utah, trying it back to Utah, our home state, we are attempting to put a beachhead for China in Utah. And I, I presume, and I don't know this for a fact, this is the first supposition in this little tirade I'm giving, I presume that China has a hand in the mining operations that this, the legislature is trying to set up through water for the lithium that's going to come out of the Great Salt Lake. And I bet you China is at the bottom of that as, a, as the business partner of whomever is going to be uh, Yeah, nothing harvesting. like a super sister city to just chime in and help, right? Well, uh, Nana, see, what, what, what's your thoughts here? Well, that's just dangerous, right? Uh, we already see what China can do. I mean, uh, Chinese military actually invented this uh, so-called unrestricted and unconventional warfare in the mid-90s and uh, targeting United States. Now, I, I also, I want to mention, I do want to mention this. If you uh, go to the Epoch Times front page right now, we have a newly released documentary. Uh, it's, a, it's a documentary movie that talk about, the, it's called The Final War. The Final War, it talks about the 100-year plot based on our investigation, you talk about the 100-year plot ever since 1949 when Chinese Communist Party took over control of China. They have a 100-year plot to take down the, lead, the leader of the free world, the United States. So, so it's really, 
you know, we want the American public to learn more. It's been it's something that's been going on for a long time. Now, the unrestricted, unconventional warfare design that in the mid, mid 90s was specifically targeting the United States. It's a warfare that, you know, without any moral bottom line, it includes economic warfare, cultural warfare, technological warfare. Everything they put, they can put their hands on, it could be used as a device for the warfare against the United States. And so far, the only thing that, the only warfare has not been started yet is the military warfare. It's, it's been China really is a global leader in surveillance te- technology, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the final war, the 100-year plot to defeat America is what it's called, Dr. Bradley. Well, absolutely, and uh, this uh, communist angle has been played. I mean, when Engels wrote the foreword to the Communist Manifesto back in the 1880s, and, of course, it was out 40 years before that, there's no question, but, but that 1880s... Um, Edition, uh, if you will, mentioned the United States, if I recall correctly, three times. They were very, very, very aware that that was the plum. And uh, there's been virulent activities and efforts on the part of all the senior communist leaders, and the Chinese have been very strategic about it. They're, uh, they're very, very aware of how to turn the stones on this thing to make it happen. And, uh, you know, some of, uh, I don't know, uh, in the military world, you try to leave no materiel behind. I mean, you just try to sweep everything up because it'll be used against you. We used to say, Charlie will use it against you later. But the, the fact of the matter is, everything we have done has facilitated their efforts now. And, and we keep giving them not just little bits and pieces, ma- magazines and tin cans or whatever they might figure out how to use for booby traps and so on. This, this is big stuff. This is stuff that's allowing them to fund everything they want to do. And and when I hear the official storyline about um, what's going on, you know, from the most senior levels of the United States leadership, my mind immediately goes into the blah, blah, blah mentality. And and uh, I, that's that's what runs through my mind. We are hearing what they want us to hear. And at every step of the way, there right has about been a strategic that. victory for the Chinese. All right, go ahead and skip the break, would you please? The film is called The Final War, folks. A 100-year plot to defeat America. Listen, threats from the Communist Chinese Party, the CCP, are not just directed at the military and the government sectors. China's war is being waged, is being fought everywhere. And the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party, has influence in everything, our workplaces, our schools, our churches, and even in our living rooms, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, this film is riveting, Nan, and highlights a lot of what we're talking about, sir. Gives the history and everything else, right? Yeah, yeah, it gives the history. And you also talk about that, uh, why I mentioned earlier, why China is so much after Taiwan, after South China Sea, the strategic importance of Taiwan, uh, and uh, unrestricted, unconventional warfare, all of those things, you know, they talk about that in the movie. I, hey, look, think about it. They, they really started this unrestricted warfare against the United States in the mid-90s. So we Americans, 
we are not aware of, we have not noticed that they have been really in war against what against us, a direct war against us, you know, for almost 30 years now. So here's the question. How long until trade ceases? How long until an EMP happens? How long until their, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the gloves come off, so to speak, uh, on this thing? It is an eventuality. We are headed like a train wreck for this, and there's no real way to stop it at this point, is there, Nan? Well, uh, well, we are just acting too slowly. Give you an example. It's just like a, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, uh, U.S. Treasury, Treasury Department sanctioned one of the so-called uh, Chinese private commercial company. It's a manu- It's a satellite manufacturer company that sell the. Uh, they sell their intelligence, basically uh, satellite image, to Wagner Group, and Wagner Group is a private army. Uh, directly controlled by Putin, you know, Wagner Group right now have like more than 50,000 troops in Ukraine. So, and Wagner Group is labeled by U.S. government as an international criminal group. So this this so-called private commercial uh, company uh, in China selling all these uh, intelligence gave to Wagner Group, so the U.S. Treasury Department sanctioning it. And now, this is not a private commercial satellite uh, company. Based, I actually had a, a full report about the background of that company uh, that I published uh, uh, like a couple of weeks ago. So they, you know, they the strategic partners of of these so-called private commercial group, they are, are all either military Chinese military program or uh, top Chinese state-owned defense contractor. Uh, so they, you know, clearly, you know, this is this so-called private commercial uh, company in China. They are the white glove of Chinese military program. And then all the top level, top management, top management level uh, personnel of that company either have the background of former Chinese state-owned space program or former Chinese uh, military program or former Chinese military intelligence program. So, you know, I did a full report on that. And also, very interestingly, this uh, private, so-called private commercial satellite company in China, they are part of China's military civil integration program. Now, China started uh, their military in, uh, a civil integration program. They established a committee with Chairman Xi being the director of that committee ever since uh, 2017. Now, their program runs in the way totally opposite in the ways how this kind of program are run uh, in the United States. So here in the United States, so basically what we did was in this kind of program, we took whatever the technology we use for space program, for te- military, uh, we take the technology and put it into the use for commercial use. Now, China is totally different because they don't have the very advanced technology in their, uh, in their military. So what they did is they, they use all their institutions, all universities and corporations, so-called pop, private corporations in China, 
they will build up their relationship with the corporations, the institutions, the research, uh, you know, uh, programs here in the United States, and then they will get the technology from the United States through those programs. And then once they get this technology, they will go back to China, put it into the military use. So it's, it totally works other way around. So that's, you know, so this, com- this company sanctioned by uh, U.S. Treasury Department, they, they are the, they, it's actually listed on its website. It's the model, model program of China's military civil integration program. All right, Dr. Bradley, you get the last question on this topic. Then I want to move to the death toll uh, in China via COVID. I want to finish on that point. So go ahead and ask your last kind of point on this. Then we'll we'll move to that before the end of the hour. If I could just make a quick point. I think that what he said, people don't seem to grasp this, the threat that's there. I have a number of adages that uh, life has given me. Uh, Reagan used to say trust but verify. I say distrust until verified. I've got an adage that says, once CIA, always CIA. Once KGB, always KGB. Once Chinese military, always Chinese military. There are no former military personnel there. This program that's being done is absolutely fraught with danger because every single piece of technology that we provide to them will ultimately and finally be militarized. And for one way or another, I mean, whether this TikTok thing or whatever, everything is militarized ultimately and finally. And America just better pull her head out of the sand, I'll use that terminology, and recognize the distrust until verified terminology needs to be used. Most favored nation status needs to be shut down. All this Bravo Sierra that we're doing to facilitate the takeover of our country is being purposely done and will be carried out while we are just watching the Super Bowl game. Sorry to bring that up again, Sam. You better go to your death toll thing. Unfortunate reality. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, death toll rises nearly six-fold in communist Chinese city among COVID wave internal documents show exclusive from the Epic Times. Nan, I want you to speak to this. What the heck's going on? Well, they, uh, the Chinese uh, Communist Party, CCP, stopped its zero COVID policy uh, on December the 8th. So, you know, uh, the death toll is really skyrocketing, and the Chinese Communist regime has been hiding those numbers. So uh, if you look at the Chinese CDC uh, website, so far, you know, uh, in China, in the last, uh, what, more than three years of the pandemic, they only have like a little bit more than 2 million, little bit more than 2 million uh, infected cases and little bit over uh, 87,000 total deaths. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a blunt lie. You know, they're lying onto their teeth. You know, here's what I learned. Um, number one, they have a, there are three reasons they have such a total low death number. Okay, um, number one is first of all by definition. Okay, the Chinese uh, CDC's number they only they well in China the way they define the death of by COVID it's not here like the, what happened here in the United States all by. Uh, World Health Organization, 
So I say basically here, if you, you, you are infected by COVID and you die before you recover, then it's, it, it, it's a COVID caused death. But in China, their definition is unless you are dying after you, you, you are infected because of the respiratory uh, failure, meaning the, pretty much fa the failure of your lungs, then you are not considered a death caused by COVID, you know, because, for example, if you have diabetes, you have a liver disease, kidney disease, and you are infected by the COVID and you die, you know, they will say you die because of your liver disease, you know, your, your kidney disease or your, or your, um, you know, uh, other whatever you have. Now, that's number one reason they say, you know, that definition is different. Number two, the, the total deaths that collected the number, the statistic collected by China's CDC is only based on hospital deaths. So if only the people die in the hospital because of COVID, they will count it. Now, if you die in the senior citizen home, they will not count it. If you die at home, they will, they will not count it. So that's number two. And number three, very important, you know, very important. I personally know many people working in health industry in China. See, this is what they told me. One of, say, first of all, remember, right? They only counted the hospital deaths because of the COVID. And number two is very importantly, many hospitals when see when a when a patient dies in hospital, the doctor will give. A, a reason, a diagnosis about the reason that caused this patient's death, right? So they, you know, in many hospitals, they have a, a you know, list of reasons they, for doctors, doctors to check, you know, this person died from, from what cause. Now, in those hospitals, the hospitals purposely did not list it, did not list the COVID it's the reason for people to die. So the so in the America they hype up the COVID numbers. In communist China, they suppress the COVID numbers. Question: How bad is this going to get? And is this uh, are we going to see another round of this that's worse? Uh, is this going to be um, what well, do you call it, it, germ it, warfare? So it's it's being really uh, skyrocketing right now all over the country. Uh, they are you seeing you know the. Um, uh, the crematoriums, they, they, they're running like crazy, they're 24 hours. And I heard of a lot of people they, on the social media uh, platform in Chinese, they say, you know, uh, there was a lot of places, they bundled the bodies together to burn them uh, in crematorium because people cannot wait, you know, it's, it's too, too long of waiting uh, to even get to a uh, crematorium service. So that's what happened. What's happening? And uh, basically, they gave up. They say, "Well, they want to go to save the uh, China's economy. They they don't care if you are infected or not uh, anymore." Final questions to you, Doctor Bradley. Well, it's a, just as an observation. It's a it's a question of motivation. It's the agenda that's attempting to be played. In the United States, the oriented offals were supposed to go as high as they could to completely destroy what we are. In China, it's different because there's a blame game that they'll go on. 
and they want to make sure that everybody understands they're okay to do business with, and they don't give one hang about their people. I mean, this is, they can stack the bodies like sandbags along a river. It doesn't matter to them. And so it's a question of agenda. And in the United States, those in the leadership positions have facilitated the agenda they wanted through all the media, through churches, through governors and, and senators and congressmen and mayors and everything else like that. Whereas in China, it's a cover-up uh, policy that is being used in order to facilitate the story they want to be told. It's a state-told story in no the question. United States and in China, and it's just a question of motivation, and that's where How we are right now How bad is it going to get, man? Well, uh, you, you mean the COVID? Right now, based on uh, uh, based on the report, uh, we based on what we found out, they probably already have eighty percent of the total population infected already, uh, because China is going to have this uh, its annual People's Congress uh, in March. Uh, that's the time the you know Chairman Xi uh, going went to his third term in last November. So and this March is supposed to be they will select a new government. So they want to well China want to be the Beijing want to be the when March comes. And when the People's Congress new section is coming, they will be able to select a, a new government officials really focusing on to recover their economy. Uh, that's what happened. So they, they, but at this point, they 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 pay basically all give up all their uh, previous policy now. So they want people uh, all infected as quick as possible. So by the time in March, they will be able to full start. Uh, fully, you know, re reopen their economy. That's what happened. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're about out of time. Nansu, we sure appreciate you and your time. Thank you for your courageous reporting and for all you do, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And it was good to uh, talk to uh, Scott again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you both. Thanks to you, sir. We appreciate everything you're doing. Come back again. All right. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap. I wish we had more time. We could talk to, to Nan Sue for quite a long time about all the nefarious agendas we see. But sadly, the United States leadership has partnered with the communists, ladies and gentlemen. And this takedown is not just the communists attacking America, and we're too stupid to know it. Our people are participating. Look, Hunter Biden and the Penn Biden Center must register as foreign agents in the communist nation of china they didn't we need to get to the bottom of that too because i think we're being betrayed by treasonous traitors that's my opinion to which i'm entitled no matter what though god save the republic